Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside. It's all a matter of the heart. I have the most beautiful guest today. We have Cindy Nanberg. Nanberg, right? Yes. <laughs> As you all know, I'm your host, Lisa Drennan. And if you know me, you know I'm challenged by saying things. I was like Moses, he needed a speaker for him. So his brother Aaron spoke for him. But here I am doing these podcast interviews because I love sharing and hearing stories. Um, from beautiful women, beautiful entrepreneurs such as Sydney. So welcome, Sydney. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I'm very excited to hear your healing journey story. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I'm always inspired by you and I'm so excited for this and I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. And I'm ex- excited to hear your story. So tell us, what is what is the, we're going to go right into it, just dive right okay. into it. What was the deepest thing I know like I know your story about being brave and moving down to Florida at, at a young age college age 18 19 years old yeah. which is totally brave for me but what 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 was the city like before that you know what was the darkest moments yeah. that were going on yeah so growing up I was severely bullied in school from I don't even know as, as long as I can remember all the way through high school I was constantly left out I was constantly called fat ugly told I was stupid I would never be anything the list can go on and on and so I really struggled growing up and I was extremely shy I still am very quiet very introverted like I was telling you before um, and at the end of the day I would just kind of come home and you know, like any other kid that's bullied, I really struggled with anxiety and depression. And, um, but for some reason, like I had this, I would come home and I would write and I had this, like, like I would write, like that was my life. Like I would go to school, I was bullied. I would come home. I would probably cry my eyes out half the time. And Mm -hmm. I would write because I was like, no, like, this is not going to be my future. I don't know where that came from that mentality of no, this is not gonna, this isn't going to be it. Um, but that's kind of what it was like. So when I went off to, to school, to college in Arizona, so I'm from Chicago and I went to school in Arizona, I, I had like a fresh start and I got to be, you know, who I, who I was. And I met people who accepted me for how I was. But once I got to school, I almost had this like realization that, you know, okay, despite my mentality that my life isn't going to be this way that I always had growing up all of a sudden it brought out like this, like frustration and more anxiety and more depression in me. And I thought this isn't my path either. And so I went through all these ups and downs of just unhappiness and trying to figure out who I am and really struggling with anxiety and depression and not believing in myself. And one day I just, I mean, there's a lot of things that went into it, but I decided I'm what, what if, if I, the, the typical question, if I could do anything in the world right now, what would I do? And it was to move to Miami. My family does live in Florida, my grandparents. So um, it was easy for me to kind of move there. Just ha- It wasn't easy, but like ha- I had connections here. Um, 
my family, my grandparents, who I'm very, very close with, was very close with, some passed away. Um, and I dropped out of school. I got a job. I saved up money and I moved. And I was terrified, like I was telling you. And I thought, how much worse could, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, there's horrible things that happen in this world, but personally, I, I was struggling so bad with anxiety and depression. I thought, what am I going to do? Continue just kind of living my life in a way that it doesn't feel right for me? Or am I going to try something totally different because life is so short? Um, you know, we never realize how short life really is. And yes, I might be 27 years old right now, but it is life is short. And in the last couple of years, I've lost a lot of people um, close to me and in my family um, and friends actually due to COVID and, and other things. And, you know, it's, it's something that I always just had in the back of my mind. I used to, I just think, you know, life is short. So I hit that, that point where I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to feel this way. This isn't my path. You know, after all these years of feeling miserable and, you know, trying to feel better and writing about my future and feeling like this isn't it. Like now it's time to do something about it. And so that's kind of to sum it up how it was before I made the move. Once I made the move is when like I realized the real difficulties would begin because then it's like, okay, this is a totally different world. This is a totally new thing. But, but before that, it was just a lot of severe anxiety, panic attacks, just feeling miserable yet somehow hopeful, which was very like an odd thing, somehow hopeful. Um, and I just wanted to like break free from that and do something different with my life where I could help people and, um, you know, be who I am and be surrounded by people that accept me for me and start fresh, I guess. I know there's so much that goes into this, but, um, but that's kind of what my life was like before it was, I was very young, you know, it was all in high school, middle school, elementary school. So it was like every other kid, you know, that go to school. And for me, my situation was bullying and, and yeah. And so that's what it was like before. It was not yeah. fun. Bullying, bullying is very serious. I know. Um, and you know, I know you're going to talk about your podcast, but in my hometown, I live in, in upstate New York and Rochester, New York, and I live in a town called Grace. And a few years back, they, there was kids that were bullying the bus monitor and it was, oh it was huge. It was like advertised everywhere. And um, you know, the person had actually gone to my, you know, the family had gone to my church and it was devastating. And the kid, you know, just, he was a kid and, and he was just following along the crowd. Like there was no thought process. And I yeah. don't really think he had an intentional meanness in his body, but I think I know I was bullied a little bit when I was a kid and I actually bullied people. And I remember just being so angry and it is, it's just like, cause you don't process those feelings. And right. you know, when you're that person that receives that information, you know, like looking back, I'm like, how could I have been so mean to that person? I remember this one time I was in seventh grade and we used to pick on this, this kid cause he was skinny, tiny little thing, really awkward looking. And we used to tease him, pick on him to no end. And he accidentally, I was wearing a yellow shirt. He accidentally spilled black ink. We were in art class on my yellow shirt. And I was super poor growing up. So that yellow shirt, like I only had four or five shirts, like in that shirt oh. was room. So now my yeah. wardrobe just like got cut in half. And I was so angry that I did it to him the next day. And I remember this girl came up to me the next day as I was walking my bus and she's like, why did you bully him and da da da? And I'm like, cause he spilled black paint over the only, like basically only over the clothes I own that were hardly any. She's like, well, do you know what his family's like? And da 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 And I'm like, 
whatever. You know, and as I grew older, I think back and I'm like, wow, there's kids don't know that they're so insensitive. So I really made it a point with my kids. Yeah, they were little to, to respect people because I know how hurtful bullying can be. And I've heard stories with the suicide rate raising because of yeah. bullying, because, you know, when so many of us, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started this show is because we're so, we're, we can be forgiving towards other, but it's all a matter of the heart because we receive, we believe what we receive and right. receiving this information from others. A lot of people will put their value in other people. And then yeah. before you know it, you've established who you are. So tell us what, you know, you said you were, com- you were doing a lot of writing, which is fantastic because the power of words scientifically proven when yeah. you write something <laughs> out, you heal from it. So what made you like, did you ever stand up to these boys and say, Hey, that's enough? No, I never, ever did because I was too shy and I always felt like I was part of a group of like mean girls basically. And sometimes they would like take turns and like pick on one person at a time and then you'd be like out of the group. And like, I never, I didn't, I didn't have it in me at the time. I, I, it was, I, I had like these girls, it was mainly like a group of girls and they would write me hate letters. They would, I didn't, you know, get to go on my trip to Washington DC, like everybody else, because they told me there's no room for me. I need to sleep in the bathroom on the floor on like next to the bathtub. Like it was just like very hurtful. Like a lot, it was, it was, there's so many things that happened. I've been pushed before or whatever. And I just didn't have it in me to, to stand up to them. Looking back now, you know, I understand hurt people, hurt people. Um, and I can see that today and have actually had conversations with some of the people who did bully me, which is interesting growing up, um, to hear their story and to hear like what they were going through as adults. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't even, it was, it, it happened. It was almost like, it seemed normal. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. Like, this is my life. Like I'm that misfit. I'm that person. That's just not cool <laughs> I'm just that person <laughs> so I just kind well, of you're very cool that. oh thank you <laughs> I'm very cool thank you I accepted that about myself and and all of these other things that I was being told from a very young age um and so I was just like no this is like probably what I deserve so I never stood up for myself until wow. now well I'm glad you stood up for yourself thank so what was the turning point that made you want to just stand up for yourself and say, no, this is not who I am. And I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. What was so that? that? Yeah, it's a great question. It's actually very interesting. Like what actually happened? So when I was, so I was 18, I was in college. I had, this is right before I asked myself if I could do anything, what would it be? It was um, around Christmas time. And I went to Israel on a trip called birthright. So my family, I'm Jewish. And, um, I did not want to go because I, we're not, we're not really religious, but I was also like very scared. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is so far away. Not like Arizona. I mean, Arizona is far away from Chicago, but like, I was like, I, I had never been that far away before. And my cousins were texting me. They're like, Cindy, you're going to be fine. Like my little cousins, they're like, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I ended up going, I was there for like three weeks. I went on birthright and then I stayed after for a bit of time. And it changed my entire life because that was the first time I really felt like I was accepted in a way, like the group of people that I was with kind of made the trip for me and understanding, like, and we had to do all these like team building and like bonding activities, like 
I, I don't know. It just like, I don't know. We had to do things like that. And um, there was something about it that I realized I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of doing what I want. And I don't know where that, it, it actually wasn't a religious thing that made me think that I just kind of, I guess I'd never, I'd never been out of the country. I'd never traveled really. I'd never really seen anything different than what I had already seen besides going away to college or like traveling down to Florida on vacation. Um, and I went there and it, I, it just shifted my entire perspective on life. And I, it, yeah, it taught me like, love like everybody was so close and so like everybody became such close friends I'd never been included like that before when I went away to school it was a fresh start and I made friends that accepted me and but but going here you're all together in the same situation you know you're in the same place mm -hmm. you're all going through the same things and um I learned so much and I I came back like I've never been the same since that trip um it just changed the way that I view myself and what I'm capable of doing. And I remember that at, there was one night where I get very severe migraines and I had a very severe migraine and we were going to, we were supposed to go to this concert or something. I don't, I don't remember. Cause I didn't go. Um, I told the leader of the trip, I said, I, I can't go. I, I have a migraine. And they were like, no, you need to go anyways. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like I have a migraine, like I can't do it. And there was on the trip, there was all of us, Americans. And then there were, we had um, Israeli soldiers that were our age that were also on the trip with us. And my roommate that night, because we always switched roommates, happened to be uh, another Israeli girl my age. And I told her what was going on. And she was like, no, you stand up for yourself. And this is what you do. And you don't take no for an answer. If you're sick, then you're sick. You take control of the situation. And we're going to get through this together. Like whatever she said, it was like empowering. And I was like, why don't I ever think like that? Like she was so happy. I just remember this girl was just like so nice, so kind, like the entire trip. She was just so happy. Like, and I was like, I, did I miss something in life? Like where, what's wrong with my mindset? Like, why aren't I, I need to like stand up for myself more. And then I came back from Israel and I mean, there's so many things that happened, but I came back and that's when I asked myself, like, this is, if I could do anything, what would it be? Because this is not right for me. And it's time for me to make a change. And that was my breaking point where I was like, I don't have to put up with this. I have the power to say, no, I have the power to stand up for myself. I have the power to do something about my situation. If I'm not happy, the only person that can change it is me. And whether I like it or not, that's, that's what it is. And it's going to be hard no matter what I do. It's, it's, you have to choose your tough. It's either really hard to stay in a situation that you really aren't happy with. And it's really hard to make a change. So what, what is it going to be Sydney? That's literally what I said. And yeah, choose your that was that point. yeah, that that's kind of like what it was. There were a few other things, but that was a big part of it. And I have never been the same since it changed me for the better. I love that. I love that. Choose your heart. And, you yeah. know, and that's a lot of times people like the familiar and they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just too afraid. So I love the bravery yeah. that you showed. <laughs> so how did you tell us about your podcast? I was totally intrigued. I was shocked that you have one. Nobody knows. Know. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how'd you get this? What's your podcast name and how'd you get started? Yeah. So my podcast is called She Did It. And I started it because I want to help prevent suicides and bullying in a way that's a little bit different. So it's all about mindset and helping you to live a fulfilling life. Um, I know with bullying, telling people stop bullying 
it doesn't do when you're ki- t- telling kids that it, it doesn't do much and it starts at home I believe um yeah, although yeah, I, don't know, I don't know everybody's situation but for the most part I believe it, a lot of it can probably start at home and yeah, so yeah. I thought okay well what's a way that I could get through to people what's a way that I could do this differently and my way was trying to help people to live a more fulfilling life by talking about anxiety by talking about things that make us uncomfortable by talking about experiences, by having other people share their experiences, tell their story, speak their truth, um, and give tools and resources. And when you feel good, you do good. And I felt that if I could get this to the right people, you know, then they're going to pass down what they learn to their kids and whatever. And it's going to re- help people to feel better on the inside. And so it's all about mindset. And that was that's why I started the podcast and it, it took off and it's, it's done well. We're going to be coming back with a new season, but that's why I did it. My mission is to prevent suicides, to help people to feel happier, to show them that they're not alone and that there are so many ways of going about coping with, you know, I'm not a therapist or I'm not a doctor, but you know, I, I just share my ex- things that I've learned, my experiences. I still battle anxiety every single day. Um, but you know, I've learned a lot along the way and I want to share that with others and I want other people to share their experiences too, so that we can really make this a better world, I guess. And with the internet, there's so much more negativity and cyberbullying. There's a lot of good that comes Mm -hmm. from the internet. There's also another side of it. And I would like to at least be someone online that brings good, just like you do. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I'm so glad that you do that. And I have a few friends that would love to support you in that respect. So I will definitely, we'll get the link in the description and we'll share that because it is so important. And I know, especially during the past 18 months, it's been very prevalent. And I know a lot of friends um, support that cause. I know there's somebody in one of my groups who actually makes bracelets um, that, that all the proceeds go towards that cause. So it's a beautiful cause. And um, so yeah, thank you for doing that. And it is is so important because people don't understand how bullying can really, especially our young, our young people, when their minds are forming their identities, their self-value, their self-worth, and they just need to know that they're loved and it does start at home. And sometimes it's unaware because the parents, yeah, kind of like a generational curse. And, yes. um, you know, sometimes you have those authoritative parents. It's my way or the highway. Yes. Um, I, I interviewed a girl um, that had something very, you know, parents were just like, nope, this is your way. And it's, or it's my way. If you don't like it, there's the door, you know, 18 years old <laughs> kicked out. What do you mean? <laughs> you pay for yeah. your own way because I'm not going to follow your, your, your to-do list. Yeah. Like I'm my own person. And um, yeah, yeah, I have family members that are totally authoritative like that. And I'm like, no, nope. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, here's my boundaries. Don't cross them. I don't agree with you. See ya. Yeah. So if you could give our audience that somebody who's being bullied or, or struggling with anxiety or depression, what would be one word of advice that you would give to them? Or one piece of advice. I won't limit it to one word. <laughs> well, one I would, piece of advice. Yeah, I would say first of all, if anyone is feeling super alone or like they have no one, you know, or they, you know, are considering even harming themselves, obviously 
please call, you know, there's the suicide hotline, like make sure you talk to somebody. I would say that's the first thing, but if you're battling anxiety and you know, you're, or you're being bullied, know that there's, there's hope. There are, there's, there's always solutions. That's one thing I always learned growing up. So I guess my piece of advice would be find different solutions. Um, that my parents, like, that was their thing. They were like, you're never going to, this situation is temporary. What, what do you want to do from here? You know, no matter what situation you're in. I remember I was sitting in, I was crying my eyes out. I was in middle school. My parents came into the room. We talked about whatever happened at school that day. And my dad said, it might not seem like it now, but later on in life, there are always going to be other options. You're going to be able to choose and create the life that you want. And this situation right now is temporary. It might seem like it's going to last forever, but it's not. So figure out, you know, what it is you want to do. I guess this is for, if you're being bullied, what do you want to do? You know, and I, there's so many pieces of advice I could give. So like now I'm like, okay, wait, which do I start with? Um, but I would say recognize that there are different solutions. If you are in serious danger, you know, obviously ask for help. Um, and if you're battling anxiety, mindfulness, I have found that being extremely self-aware, which can, which I, I do through journaling, through taking time for myself. I'm a very impatient person. I have zero patience. I'm really, really working on it. Patience. This is the first year I ever did like a word of the year and I chose patience. It hasn't gotten any better ever since, but there are things that have helped me over the years to get better at patience. Um, journaling is one of them. Meditation headspace is a great app, but also Netflix now has headspace on there, which is so cool. Um, it's really important to slow down. And when I become mindful of the situation, I can understand why it might be happening. And then, you know, again, back to solutions, create other solutions. And so, um, but I sit with it first, I accept it. I know that it'll pass that it's temporary, you know, same thing with if you're being bullied in school by, you know, taking that step back and thinking about what is it that I want, remembering that this is temporary, obviously standing up to yourself, but if you're in, in harm, you know, reach out to somebody. Um, it's a really tough situation and it's hard to give advice to when I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything like that. But from my own personal experience, I think about, I think forward, I think about, it's important to sit with your feelings, acknowledge them, become self-aware and then find solutions afterwards. So I guess more of the story kind of trying to bring all of my <laughs> top tips together. That is what I would do. It's, it's not easy. And but all, even if you're not in danger and you feel like you need help, reaching out for help, finding podcasts, finding YouTube videos, people that inspire you, removing the people that totally bring you down, like even on social media, even on, you know, kids can be bullied, but so can adults. Like, you know, even mm -hmm. removing people on your newsfeed or, or on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is that they don't make you feel good. Like little things like that, that you'll learn when you become mindful and, um, I, I hope that those are good tips, but those are a few things yeah. that really helped me and helped me to this day. Yeah, captivating your thoughts is so important in changing yes. the results when you can do that. So that's an excellent piece of advice. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your tips. You. I really appreciate it. And thank you, audience, for listening. In the description, you're going to find ways to connect with Sydney and reach out to her, find her podcast, whatever, however you want to connect with her to learn more about how to process um, anxiety, bullying, and all those things. So thanks and have an amazing night. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lisa.
Instagram.